here, I think we can start honestly with your world domination plan. Because this you is the world a... this is the world domination podcast. It is the world domination so podcast. That's where I'm gonna tell you to cut open and cut in. I hope you keep all of this in there. So this is the start. This is episode one. World this domination is podcast. One. This is I don't want to call it a manifesto. <laughs> but look <laughs> but manifestos have happened. Some of them are good, some of them are less good. It all depends on your perspective. I think this is our plan to fix the problems we see. Can confirm. I think I just I hope that the audio I just turned your volume up, so I hope that catches in there. I just wanna Yeah. Let anybody that listens, I hope I hope they hear that. You got louder at least. Okay. So let's get started. Let's get started. How let's just you you said you had a plan for world domination. You were going to take over. You were going to fix your issues. And yes, then, you better believe it. So walk me through it. You, do you have it ready off the top of the head? Oh, I've got it ready. So there's multiple variations, but of course, the, mo- the simplest variation involves uh, starting my career in law, obviously. Of course. After I get, a, after I get my full ride to whichever law school decides <laughs> that... They think I'm cute, which is, that's step one. Okay. okay. I love it. Step one, achieve a full ride to a law school. Step two, start work in local government. I.e., I'll probably just, like, clerk for a judge or something, build up some some brownie points until I'm able to run for state office. Be okay. state, uh, okay. a state house member, which I'll then leverage into a... Uh, a regular house member position at the national level, okay. which I'll then transition to a governorship, right? So, so for um, the sake of... You want to go house member to governor? Correct. Okay. Okay, continue. It's going to be state house to uh, national house, i.e. the big one, mm-hmm. to uh, governorship. For the sake of argument, let's say Wisconsin. Yes. So it's I'm now the governor of Wisconsin. I'm chilling out. On Lake Mendota, it's a good time. <laughs> now, unfortunately, this is where it gets a little bit more unethical. Psych, it was already unethical. Um, government is unethical. Government is unethical, Can Yep, no, that's pretty much, that's yeah, how it goes. But unfortunately, unfortunately, in order to have a super government that is more ethical, I'm going to have to break everything, which is what we're going to do. So while I'm chilling on Lake Mendota, I'm going to be pulling the strings behind the scenes as you know one does and i'm going to form a private army <laughs> now at this point it'll probably be around <laughs> 2040 something probably be in my 40s there jump, in the... jump to private army yeah no no we're just going to start gradually building up a private army with all the the funds from the different you know, elites that have been have been funding me. Of course, I'll be doing this without their knowledge of because course. they'll want to stop me. And then, once I have all the money from the elites and I start gradually forming my private army, what I'm going to do is link up with the governors in Texas and Florida, assuming that those states are still red because, obviously, anybody from a blue state wouldn't work with me. Of course. Despite the fact that I am neither a red or a blue. We are the free thinkers, baby. <laughs> what, oh, co- yes. what color is that? Uh, purple. Is Mix there, of both. Is there black? Is, is there I'm going black. black. It's black. Gotcha. 
It's black, actually, with a skull and crossbones. It's actually a pirate flag. Um, <laughs> it's just the... It's, a, it's the pirate flag. It's the pirate flag. Like, literally, Assassin's Creed 4, black flag. You can call me Connor's grandpa. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, where was I? Ah, oh, yes, private army. Link up with those two governors. Okay, so once I have my private army, around 2052... Now, assuming that I'm not able to make this all work out, I'll be running for president in 2052, mm -hmm. but that's a backup plan. Gotcha. So 2052 rolls around. It's time for action. I'm going to annex Minnesota. Okay. Yep. We're going to annex Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, and Michigan. Okay. Now, from there, I'm going to need the governors in Florida and Texas to gradually move towards the middle, call the middle Kentucky. The, the middle the Kentucky. The middle Kentucky. So we're going to get the deep south. <clears throat> Pardon you. Um, we're going to get the deep south. Gotcha. And then we're going to get the lower eastern seaboard. And then we're going to get the Midwest. Yep. And then from Kentucky, unfortunately, the other two governors are going to have to die. It's, <laughs> it's just, unfortunate. It's how that goes. That's how it goes. Look, am I saying that they're going to accidentally fall down some stairs that are covered in peanut oil? No, I'm not. But if it were to happen, that's unfortunate. Looks like their private armies are now going to have to fall under my control. We hate to see it, but hey, I don't make the rules. Just kidding. Absolutely do. Um, <laughs> now look, I don't like the fact that people have to die, but this is life, and life is rough. So from there, we're going to move east until finally, finally, I take over D.C. and New York. Those are going to be my two key positions. Yep. Tertiary position is Atlanta because that's where the busiest airport in the world is. Gotcha. And then from there, we're going to move west. And then gradually, okay, gradually, so like 2060-ish, 20, I'll yep. have conquered the entirety of the continental United States. And then in roughly 2061, we'll get Alaska and Hawaii. Alaska's going to be really key, so we'll probably get Alaska first. So Hawaii's just kind of so, there. Hold on. Why is Alaska key? Or are you getting well, to because that? of all the oil depositories okay. that are there. All the natural resources. Alaska is like this absolute gold mine, mine literally, in some cases, of just straight up natural resources. Like, it's, it's so massive. Gotcha. People don't actually understand how, like, physically ginormous Alaska is. Oh, it is. So huge. Damn near the like, entirety of the United States. Contiguous. It's literally like it's like two. I think it's like two thirds the size of the continental U.S. or something. You could fit like four Texases in it. It's it's wild. It's <laughs> four Texases. That's no, how you, like, that's I'm how you know we're Americans too. We use Texas as a use Texas. Yeah, I mean like everybody's like everything's bigger in Texas. Meanwhile, Alaska's over here just like meanwhile, you know, like like it's I cannot comprehend how big Alaska is. Like, once we, once we eventually talk about space, you need to get me going on that. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so we get Alaska. It's now 2062. Now, this is where, unfortunately, my plan kind of links up with the Fallout universe, if anybody's familiar with that. This I'm was not intentional, mind I'm you. I'm literally looking at the, uh, at the timeline right now on their wiki. It, it was not even intentional, like, when I was coming up with this plan, because obviously this isn't quite how it goes in the games, but it's the only logical way to do it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna annex Mexico and Canada to complete supply lines because unfortunately I don't make the rules. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have to complete the supply lines, and that's how it goes. The Canucks, okay. and 
my uh, Mexican brethren, mis amigos, are going to have to all link up. And of course, everybody has to learn English now because it's a superior language. Just kidding. English English is arguably a really stupid language. It is. It's, I don't small think tangent, small point. tangent, Cyrillic languages low-key make more sense than Latin. Cyrillic? Oh. Cyrillic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mother Russia! Who okay, will okay. be, be, be okay. pissed at me when I'm enacting this plan. So then, at any rate, once, once there, okay, I'm going to link up with the government of Australia because, you know, they're, like, they're crazy. Yeah. They're like, crazy. They are the, the harbor child of both Britain and the United States. That's that's Australia. Let's be honest like, with ourselves. Not to mention the fact that the minute you move away from the coast, everything wants to kill you. The Aborigines? Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, not even just, like, people, but literally everything, wildlife, just... Australia is really dangerous, and nobody talks about it. I mean, I think we know. We just don't want to acknowledge it. Like, crikey! There's a bloody croc over there. My Australian. It's, that's just, awful. I'm just, sorry. Just going to put this out here. Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to liberate Ch uh, Alaska from the Chinese? Like, who do you plan to stop you there? You think that somebody's going to stop me? I, th I think that somebody's going to try. And who do you think that'll be? Likely it would have to be the Chinese like Operation Anchorage or it would have to be the Canadians but the Canadians kind of don't care so okay yeah this I guess this is the question I should be asking who do you think is going to try to stop you realistically at that point it would likely be China and the Ruskies but whether or not that actually happens would be you don't think kind of the actual like United States government would be like oh we see what you're trying to do oh no they would try but here's the thing I'm right which means that I would get support. Yeah, but would you get enough? It depends on how good my private army is. <laughs> well, and how many nukes I can commandeer. Like, once we get Montana and we just seize the nukes, forget a, the codes. As a private army, you think you're going to be able to secure nuclear warheads? You know how many people are in Montana? Like, 12. I'm sorry, it's not that hard. There's, there's 12 registered people. Then there's, like... Spirits. The thirty, the thirty-seven million humans that were just harboring in Montana. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> Could you imagine that? It's like the government forget, forget like the Japanese internment camps that we had under the tyrant that was FDR. It's just oh, like, oh man, He's, we're getting them started on FDR again. We're harboring millions of people in Montana, just yeah, sitting there. Yeah, we're harboring them in the mountains, actually. Yeah, straight Rockies. That's just... why. That's why they're selling like thousands of acres of land for less than a million dollars. Could be. Could it be? I think. Actually... I think that's where we start. And this this could be episode two here. Let me put that down before I forget. Um, this is. I think that's where we start. Like our own town. You know, I mean, you, me, and uh, you, me, and Jordan have been yep. talking about it. How you're going to be mayor or whatever, and I'm just going to. Yeah. I can I can be like the state representative, or I can be the town representative. You can be the state representative. You can take over Montana as a whole. You can. Should I start in Montana instead of Wisconsin? Is that I the think move? so. Like you said, I think Did it's. Plans here. I'm I, down. I think it's more akin to what we're trying to achieve. You know what I'm saying? I mean, realistically. Right. It, I think the soul my... of Montana is closer to our soul and what we're trying to achieve here. As a Probably, mission, which is world domination. That's why we're here. 
it is world domination. But here's the thing. Unfortunately, it will be unethical and it will be immoral to get there. But the good news is once we do get there and I get all my systems in place, it's going to be much better. And see, it will no longer be unethical. This is how I see it. We are Thanos. We, we we will be the ones we're like Batman. We can we can handle the adversity because we will become a symbol that Gotham City can like cling to and believe in, but also not, like hate at the same time, you know? Not the hero that the world needs. Or well, not the one it deserves. But the but one the it one needs, needs right now. Yep, that's us. And it's cool because then we're gonna find out that like our moms have the same name, even though they might not. But we're just gonna say that they do. <laughs> and, then, and then we're gonna make an extra long movie uh, about it that's four and a uh, half hours, but it's somehow worse. On our deathbeds, we're gonna be able to fight, and then it's gonna turn out that both of our moms have the same name. And then and then he and then we're gonna stop fighting. And I'm gonna and throw then, the yeah. the <laughs> the MacGuffin. Off to the it's side. Check off. Check off's Greek rock. <laughs> Can you say Deus Ex Machina? No, it's like, it's like yeah. Both of her moms are named Cheryl. My mom's name is not actually Cheryl, but it's like both of her moms are named Cheryl. So Parb's like pulls the spear out of my abdomen. <laughs> oh man, and I'm sorry, bro. Like our token, our token female like fellow governor just comes <laughs> over and like. Just cauterizes it with her with her like plasma rifle that she has, despite the fact that the plasma is literally three billion degrees Fahrenheit. Can we talk about how Fahrenheit is a stupid system for temperature measurement. Are, are we the whole going... world. Should... Yeah, are, are, are you going to just say we should go back to metric or what? No, not metric. Kelvin I for temperature. About to say Kelvin. No, Kelvin's the only one that makes sense because it actually has an absolute zero point. Holy what the God. hell is a negative degree? I'm sorry, that's dumb. I am negative three cold. Like what? <laughs> Plus like it's like it's like when you look on the news and it says it's negative six outside, but it feels like negative twenty six. There's no what? difference. There's no difference. Below, below thirty two Fahrenheit, there's no difference. Let's be honest with no, ourselves. No, literally like it's, well, there's point, a slight it's difference. Just cold. There's a difference between like twenty degrees and zero degrees. But here's yeah, the thing. It's like, how fast can I lose feeling in my face? Right. Like, there comes a certain temperature, and I'm not entirely sure what it is, despite living in Wisconsin my whole life. I want to say it's like negative 12, when literally <laughs> anything below that, you just can't feel the difference because your nose is turning purple. Oh, my. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's just a point where you just kind of give up and let yourself be cold. Yeah, I mean, like, um,. When I was a little I kid, a couple times the point went, where you just like can't even feel the cold. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> like when we would, when I was a little kid, the few times I went hunting, I remember one year we're in this camper, right? And the camper didn't like seal all the way. It was one of those oh, pop up no. joints, and it was the coldest winter over the last like 30 years or whatever. Oh, I don't know if you Lord, remember that no. winter. I think I do. It was not the not the year where we got 42 inches of snow in two days, but. It was a couple years later, and we're up north, right? Literally in the boonies, middle of nowhere. I don't have boots that are good. I put four pairs of socks on, and my feet were still freezing. That's... It was that was awful. No. <laughs> also, when when I take over the world, I'm actually gonna ban sub uh, sub zero temperatures. We're just gonna outlaw them. We're just gonna 
Well, at that point, global warming. Right. Even though literally in the 60s through the early 80s, everybody was worried about global cool, global we, cooling. Yeah. We, we, we changed it, so now we're trying to go back to that. Anyways, uh, getting back on topic of world domination. 2062, we've successfully annexed Mexico and Canada. Fighting the Chinese while we do it. Yep. 2070, 72 rolls around. I'm 70 years old. The Chinese are pissed at me. And oh look, they just dropped a nuke. But you jokes sure, on them. I'm sure that wouldn't be like. We dropped more 2077. It very well could be. It could be like America's about to hit its tricentennial. Only like, America's been dissolved at this point, and it's oh, no, now just maybe like Oceania. October twenty third, twenty seventy seven. I can't give an exact date. I don't have it quite planned out like that. But basically, I accidentally created Fallout in my head, which is like there's worse game franchises you could accidentally create. That's that's another like, topic. I'm gonna put that on there. Like game franchises that went to shit. Like, I don't know if anybody has ever seen um, The Big Bang Theory, but there's an episode of The Big Bang Theory where they're... Or no, no, it's not The Big Bang Theory. It's After Hours, which is this old web series by Cracked. It was funny. But um, they're talking about TV shows and how they, like, want a plot that's compelling. They want lots of violence, lots of sex. And they're like, oh, wait, we just created The Wire. <laughs> If you haven't seen After Hours by Cracked, it's pretty funny. It gets a little SJWE, but what isn't? I mean, yeah, that's how it goes. Literally, like, you want to talk I about. I think everything gets there at some point. That's just like that's when creative liberty just dies. Are you talking about Kendrick Lamar's new album? No. You want to what talk about creative liberty? Creative liberty, the fact that we Fuck. killed freedom of speech. Whoa, he went there. Oh, I went there. Better believe it. <laughs> Better believe it there, bucko. Look, I don't make the rules. So so when do you die in your timeline? Like, how long are you going to have before um, you die? Unfortunately, I will probably end up kicking the bucket around 2077 because I will have been assassinated. But are it's you, okay. Are you going to have an heir? Are we going to, like... Um, well, ideally I'll have an heir, but here's the thing. Um, it turns out I have, well, not forced. Well, yeah. With consent, of course. We do not condone non-consensual sex. I will put that out there. That is not a joke. No, not a joke. In all seriousness, don't hurt people. The world domination plan is only a third of a joke. But here's the thing. You can condone murder in certain situations. At no point can you condone rape. You just can't. It's, I... There's a fundamental difference between ending somebody's life because they are posing a threat to you versus raping an innocent human being. Fundamental difference. There's, There really is just nothing to justify it. And I, I don't know how people can in some situations. I talk about a mental health crisis. Those are the people that should be uh, oh, yeah. checked out. But we'll leave it at that. Maybe we can cut yeah, that. I'm not sure. Maybe we leave it in. We just go raw. You know how it goes. Oh, uh, not the best choice of words there, but I'll allow it. Um, oh, I, oh, you know why I did it. Oh, I know exactly why you did it, big boy. Anyway, yeah. There it is. Um, What were we saying? 
we were on the topic of you having an heir and making sure that the legacy of your world domination plan succeeds. Yeah, um, so hypothetically say that I pop out a Winx... Well, I won't. My It'd be my wife popping out a Winx Jr. Um, trouble with that is I actually have trouble finding somebody who's willing to, of the, the female species, willing to have lunch with me, let alone want to procreate someday. So I'll say this right now. There's a very large time jump between Fallout 76 and Fallout number one. There's about a 59-year uh, time jump. And then you jump up to Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, which are like 200, or no, I don't know about, no, right. 4 is, 4 is, no, 4 is like 20 years before 3, right? No. So, no? Fallout 76 is 2102, Fallout is 2161, uh, Fallout Brotherhood of Steel, 2208, Fallout 2, 2241, oh. 80 oh, years after, Steel. yep. <laughs> Brotherhood of Steel. Fallout three the only is... Fallout game I finished is New Vegas. I can't lie. It's... Fallout 3 is 36 after 2. New Vegas is 4 after 3. Fallout 4 is 6 after New Vegas or 10 after Fallout 3. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the latest in the timeline is... Um... Is Fallout 4. Is Fallout 4. Okay. Makes sense. Honestly, I, mean, I, I think you could really accelerate a lot of these events to make it really fit your plan. Probably could. It just depends on whether or not I want to fiddle. I think again, I think where you where 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 you start to meet issues is like who's going to try to stop you. Right, and that's the thing it's like my kitchen cabinet and my security team have to be like the untouchables effectively whether or not they will be is completely different so what so stops like, them you know, from turning on you well for starters they'll get paid but also i'm thinking about implanting kill chips in everybody's neck where i just have to hit a button you jumped it. yeah i went there i went there no shame Man, jump to kill chips if you try to cross me well, here's the thing. I, I think blow your my... fucking head up. Now we're going into Suicide Squad territory. Talk about bad DC movies. Not the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Twenty sixteen Suicide Look, Squad. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> However, comma. <laughs> it has to be said. Some of them aren't as good as the other ones. It's, it's unfortunate. No. Like the the very latest Marvel movie, pretty mid. It was the okay. Very latest, as in. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Correct. Where they it was, just they cucked my guy Sam Raimi and didn't let him do everything he wanted. Yeah, he kind of got uh, bonked. As they all do. It's unfortunate, but he was bonked. But he was, you know. I mean, so here's the thing, and and this is like on a completely different topic here. Wanda lost because she got punched in the face. Spoiler alert. Pretty much. Um, you're telling me that Batman, who runs up on the mentally ill nightly and punches them in the face until they cannot fight back, would not whoop her ass? The movie's over in five minutes. Like, there's no debate. There's no problem with it. 
Batman's I whooping understand. her ass, and it, the movie's not even a movie. It's a trailer, if that. Justin is, Justin is a Batman guy, so take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> what are you saying? No. Look, does he make a valid point? Yes, kind of. Only here's the thing. Here's the thing. Batman literally isn't even the best superhero in the Justice League. Well, he's not a superhero. He's a detective, so dab. <laughs> said dab. They couldn't see Look, me, so I had to make sure they know what's going on The here. difference, the reason, this is the reason why Moon Knight is superior to Batman, is that Moon Knight actually confronts his mental illness. Whereas Batman does not. Batman just chooses to beat up criminals and literally kill them despite what he says he's not he doing. He doesn't kill, bro. Yeah? He doesn't you ever kill. play Arkham Knight? Yep. Multiple you times. You could just I'm going through it on, a, on my third 240% run, by the way. You know how you can just run over fools in the Batmobile? Did you not see them get electrocuted and fly into the air? Yeah, what if they have heart conditions? What if they get electrocuted at 600 miles an hour? Look. It's low enough, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, what happens when they get electrocuted directly into a wall that has spikes protruding from There's, it? What spikes are you talking about? There's no spikes in Gotham, I don't know, Gotham, it's a hypothetical. Bro. There's no spikes in Gotham. They they yeah, know no. after Batman happened, they took down all the spikes. They took down all the spikes, but they, they let the through. gargoyles up. They went through. Well, yeah, those are too high, like... Who's gonna? Who's who's flying that literally, high in the air? Literally, Batman. Okay, for like, like okay, and who is he running into that's flying that grapples, high to the air? Ninety percent of your grapples throughout the games are literally to gargoyles because they're just there. They're just there. I don't know about you. I just don't grapple. He said, "I just don't grapple." I don't use the Batmobile either. I either run like a man. <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> or, I, oh. or I dive bomb. <laughs> Justin plays Red Dead Redemption. He says, I don't ride a horse. Nah, bro, I run without the map. Without the map. It's I like tried. Scene in, it's I like tried that scene. too. I tried, I yeah. tried starting another run on Red Dead 2 without the map. So boring. It's not so boring. boring. It's the fact that you don't know where like the yellow spaces are for half the missions so no, you're literally it'll be like go to an open field and you'll be running around in an open field but they want you to go to the one to the left of it <laughs> that's not even my problem with red dead my problem with red dead was that the only way you could fast travel was if you set up one of those camps and i could never remember to do it so i did, i i bought the special edition of the game oh, literally dude. never even finished it it was criminal finished it I know. Well, I know how it ends. I don't care. Go back and finish it. Look, I'm not saying that there's not value to the deeper, richer experience that is Red Dead 2, but also, I don't care. That is... I simply cannot be bothered. Wow. wow. Look, that hurts does that the, make that, me criminal? That hurts the... That, yes. Well, <laughs> I'm willing to be considered yes. a criminal if it means advancing society. <laughs> Look, Dr. Martin Luther King was arrested how many times? Yeah, and then he got shot in the head. Yeah. Like a weakling. I would have survived. Okay. I survived. That's a joke. 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 <laughs> Relax. Relax. 
<laughs> Relax. He said, oh, oh, you can't take a bullet to the head? What are you, soft? <laughs> <laughs> JFK, soft. 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 S-A-W-F-T. S-A-W-P-H-T? You should really know your English. Oh, sorry, my English no good. Yeah, we don't use the Cyrillic spellings. The Cyrillic spelling. <laughs> <laughs> no, English is a dumb language. Um, yeah. We know that. But it's also my language, which means that everybody has to learn it. <laughs> Look, I'll make the rules. Not yet. Someday I will make the rules. No, okay, but let's, let's in all seriousness, let's get down to business. All right, let's get down to business. Education reform. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Oh, man. Uh, there honestly might be too much to do. And I think because yeah. we, we had this discussion earlier, and clearly none of you were here. And I shouldn't I say none of you, but like... All six of our listeners. <laughs> all one of our listeners. It's really just going to be me going back to it. Nah, my Uncle Michael listened for sure. Shout out Uncle Mike. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, Uncle Matt will probably listen to it. Oh, there Actually, it is. Actually, Coach Wolf said he's all over this. Yeah, he did, didn't he? But um, we were saying it's because education has failed because they don't want free. They don't want free thinkers. They don't want critical thinking. They just want workers. Absolutely, and that is here and where the problem lies. The problem, fundamentally, especially now, is that. The elites of society don't want anybody else, especially anybody that might be smart, to actually advance, which is why they will do everything in their power possible to keep the little man down. And yes, I understand that this kind of makes me sound like a hippie leftist. However, occasionally, a broken clock is right twice a day. Look, a lot of the left social policies are stupid. But honestly, education reform has been a bipartisan issue. Only here's the thing. Nobody knows how to fix it, except for a select few of us. Um, those of us who have read Ender's Game, <laughs> it's... Look, I'm not saying the video games are a solution. Or, well, I'm not saying they're the solution, but they're a solution. Just saying. This is what I'll say. Education, I'll be honest, isn't necessary for everyone. The concept of public education, the, or I shouldn't say public education, but the concept formal? of formal American education was actually Correct. just like modified daycare, if we're going to be no, honest with ourselves. And because now if you weren't out in the fields helping mom and dad on the farm back in the day, you were in the schoolhouse. So if we go back to that, if we go back to that idea, right? Honestly, we should just be teaching people how to do jobs from the get-go. The issue you run into there now is who's going to do what job, who's going to be good at what job, and do we have the potential to make people better at different jobs? Because not everybody's going to want to you know, scrub toilets or pave roads or be a politician or teach people. So now you have to afford people the freedom of choice in what they do unless they're bad at it but whose job is it to tell them that they're bad at it nobody how do you even measure that because certain jobs how can you measure that 
how are you supposed to tell? I mean, think about it. Who's going to tell the musician that they're bad? Like, music is subjective. Exactly. And I, I mean, obviously, like, music is a much goofier thing because there's a lot of jobs where, like, mm-hmm. objectively, you can take a measurement. Like, when I worked at UPS, it was if you couldn't get 300 packages an hour, then they cut you. Yep. I was, I came in, I worked the night shift at UPS summer going into my freshman year of college. When I came in, my class, air quotes, because they do they do sit you yep. in a classroom for the first two weeks but my class was 12 people 12 people of those 12 me and only one other dude made it to the 30-day mark now if you look ups has incredible turnover mm-hmm. because they simply and this was like during covid so especially once the stimulus checks came out yep. amazon packaging like amazon blew up any kind of shipping blows up like it was absurd the volume that UPS was doing mm-hmm. but the rule was if you couldn't load 300 packages in an hour they would cut you by the way 300 packages an hour is uh, one every 12 seconds That's and it was I was able to do it not to brag or anything <laughs> but it was actually just as difficult as it sounds like there's a reason their union has to be so strong mm-hmm. and like Say what you will about unions, but there's something to be said for them when it comes to massive corporations that have incredible demands. I mean, like, we'll get into that one later as well. That's That'll be a hot topic. The right to unionize, but also the right to not to. Mm-hmm. Is this a right-to-work state? Is this an at-will state? <laughs> This saw Harmony Pharmaceuticals incident. Oh, are we bringing up Harmony Pharmaceuticals? <laughs> People have no idea about that one. They're gonna be like, they have no idea. Who? What? So no, back to the concept of like education, right? Correct. Well, it's changed so dramatically since then. Now everybody needs to know just like the conceptual forms of English, math reading skills, writing skills, science and social studies, social studies being history and everything else included in Correct. that kind of realm of social science. I agree. So, but is that necessary? Is well, that, it's not... I, I don't know. I, sh- I don't want to say no. Don't get me wrong, because there's definitely value in being educated and being well-rounded as a human being. Absolutely. But does that get you someplace in your life? Can you apply all of those things to your life? And you got to find the balance there. And this is where you now have to find applicable skills in all of those subjects. And I think that's where we're missing out on a lot of things. We might teach you math, right? You learn math every single year of your academic career. But how many times is someone going to need something from Algebra 2? Exactly. Here's the or thing. Is that, or even just Algebra 1, to be honest with you. Well, and the other thing is, like, the technological advancements that we've made. Mm-hmm. We have algorithms for pretty much everything. Like, our entire school system is based off of rote memorization, which basically just means, can you regurgitate this fact when I ask you to regurgitate this yep. fact? And it sucks, because I feel bad for teachers, honestly. Like, teachers are put into a box. 
Now the right wants to yell about critical race theory, whatever. I don't care. I don't. That's literally the actual curriculum means next to nothing at this point yeah. because they're all effectively the same. We have the standardized test. We had no child left behind. You know, to what extent did it work? I don't know. You tell me. We have a mental health epidemic and a drug epidemic and all of these different epidemic this, epidemic that. Yeah. It's um the entire entire concept of education especially public education fundamentally has been over the past a hundred and some odd years to churn out people that are able to work ideally in factories there's a bell the bell tells you the bell tells you when you can get up when you can eat when you could take a piss it tells you all of that yep that's not how real life works because one you should be able to piss whenever you want to piss i'm sorry however no, you can't piss bro Never. Oh, oh, I'm pissing. Pissing isn't real. <laughs> just start pissing isn't real. Just like real. the British, not real. The Brit. Hey. hey yo. Look, Rhode Island, not a real state. <laughs> I'm just saying. You ever, you've never met anybody from Rhode Island. I've met people from every state but Rhode Island. Have you met a British Even person? Hawaiians, we got Samoans. Have you met a British person? No. That's what I thought. Uh, low key though, low key though, I really want Britain to be real because Jeremy Clarkson is kind of a Chad. <laughs> I'm just saying. Shout out my Top Gear lovers. My Top Gear. My Top Gear lovers. Look, if you have not watched the Grand Tour, you need to watch that. Uh, okay, despite my quibbles with Amazon Prime, there's some of the entertainment that they've Your given quibbles. us is, is pretty solid. My quote was not even necessarily with the, the corporations generally. It's literally with the fact that we allowed them to become what they are, despite their some benefits. So won't lie to you, same-day delivery is pretty cool. Ordered two and a half pounds of creatine and got it delivered to me the same day while I was 30 miles away. <laughs> oh, man. So Okay, so here's here's the... Okay, no, you go. Yep. No, I'm actually, I'm sorry. I'm on a completely different tangent in my head right now. I'm sorting through a U-Haul truck. U-Haul truck. Um, so then I guess I'll start. Okay, yep. so the base, the base of our education system starts in the home. Yeah. Now, this is a lot harder to tackle because everybody's home life is going to be very different. And you can't regulate somebody's home life without vast intrusions onto personal liberty, which is way more problematic. And super not cool. Super, super not cool. Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. Thank, um, thank really you, Kanye. Very, infringements very on... Thank you. Very bigly. Very bigly. <laughs> um, sorry. Sorry. Um, infringements on personal liberty need to be kept non-existent. There's no I was, excuse. I was going to say at a minimum, but... Like well, you said, non-existent would be depends fantastic. On what your, depends on what your minimum is. <laughs> At any rate, it has to start in the home, and it has to start with a fundamental shift in our values. Now, look, I'm coming from a Christian perspective, so when I say nuclear family, I mean man and a woman. Mm -hmm. But if it ends up being a woman and a woman or a man and a man, whatever, <laughs> I'll live with it personally, despite my disagreements with the homosexual lifestyle. More power to you, because as a sinful human being... I'm not going to pass judgment. Maybe God has something different in mind for you and your, your heart is whatever. <laughs> Two parents, okay? Two yep. parents yep. in the home yep. working together. 
Now, look, I come from a broken home, and I turned out okay. So it's not that it can't, well, that's your definition of okay. Um, but it wasn't my parents' fault. It's my own fault. I yep. love my parents. Um, but a lot of kids come from a broken home and don't mm. turn out okay. Yeah. And when you look at the divorce rate, it's Which problematic. skyrocketed, by the way. It's it's pretty bad. Since the like, 60s has skyrocketed. Like, my dad, third marriage. Mm. Third marriage. The first one doesn't really count, though. It's, <laughs> oh. It's direct, directly out of high school. Oh, you get to pass yeah. on that one. Okay. He was in the Navy. Everybody knew it wasn't going to work out, except for my dad. Except. It, <laughs> at the time, you know. Tough look. It's okay, though. The, we the, power, of, the power of boners is stronger. Um, but where was I? You were talking about the nuclear family. Right, yes, the nuclear family and how it's incredibly important for society. Yep. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it is, though, because you need the support system. And mm -hmm. the way it was designed is that you have a masculine support in your father and a feminine support in your mother. Mm -hmm. And despite the fact that these are two different... <laughs> Pardon me. Ooh, despite the fact that these are two different... You know, yep. two different entities in your home, there are positive values that they can contribute to you mm -hmm. as a person holistically. Like your your toughness typically, traditionally, has come, has come from your father. And, there, and here's the other thing is that we've decided societally, for whatever reason, that men and women are exactly the same all the time yeah. in every single aspect, which completely ruins your nuclear family. And here's the thing, that the, I'm not saying this as some kind of sexist pig who wants to keep women down. Not at all. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that there are certain values in femininity, femininity, you, you know it. what I mean, yep. womanhood. There are certain values in womanhood that are incredibly cool and important and valuable. Like I said, <laughs> women are great. Like, what do you want me to do? That's how it is. So, however, okay, yep, there, going, yep. But there are values to masculinity too, like your traditional toughness and your hands-on working and your your soldiering and whatever you want to call it. Now, here again, there are negatives to these things. Like for historically, men aren't able to communicate their emotions well because they've been taught to just hold them inside. Mm -hmm. Now, some people want to call that toxic masculinity. I wouldn't. I would just say that it's a pitfall and it's something that you can work on. But that's an individual thing. There's been countless male authors who can perfectly express their feelings on all kinds of things. Aristotle, Plato, Kierkegaard, Lincoln, Jefferson, Hamilton, literally like all the founding fathers, literally anybody who's ever written about anything ever mm -hmm. has the... Well, if it's good writing, yeah, it could be some, it could be things you don't agree with. I think Nietzsche was an idiot, but I find his writing captivating because of his style. Yeah, like that's people can feel free to disagree with me, but the dude had a way of conveying his ideas. Mm -hmm. He's not emotionally hampered. It's a choice, though. That's the thing. And sometimes people feel like they're thrown into a box, mm -hmm. which is you know it's it's a feeling that sucks. Like we've all been there, man or woman. Sometimes you feel like you're in a box. And it's no good place to be. But it doesn't mean that you can't get out of that box, and it doesn't mean that your the entire concept of masculinity or femininity is toxic or positive one way or the other. 
we have to quit trying to just label everything with a positive or negative connotation because all that does is promote tribalism. The sooner we realize things just are what they are, the better off we're going to be, period. So this men is... and women are men and women. So this is what period. I want to ask. How do you promote the nuclear family? How do you get people to want to have and want to be a part of a nuclear family? Because you can't just force them to, right? It's their Absolutely choice. not. That would be... Right. Um, that's unethical, immoral, illegal. Exactly. So how do you go about promoting it to where people want to be a part of it and you're not forcing well, them to? What I would... Uh, I would point to statistics to a large degree and point out the differences between... Um, the people that end up successful and the supportive base that they come from, I mean, even if you don't come from a family that had a lot of resources. So, I'm because this is something I've heard, people will say that those people, especially in the nuclear families, tend to be white and that it'll be white privilege. What do you say to that? Well, I say that the entire stereotype of black kids without a father has only... It wasn't always like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always like that. There's been a dramatic shift, especially in the inner city. Um, I don't have the exact statistics off top, off top of my head, but like it didn't used to be where players... Players? What am I saying? People, you know, young black young black kids i was no there was um there was a graphic on espn that made me think of like it was basketball yeah. players and one of the graphics was like hasn't seen his dad since he was six months yep, old i think i, I remember was like, that. what are you doing what why are you bringing this up at this basketball showcase i'm sorry but at any rate like that didn't used to be the case look at the divorce rates even if you want to mm -hmm. like cross them by race if you want to talk about inherent privileges that seemingly affect white people we can talk about that, but I'm trying to tell people that it's not. It has nothing to do with your race, and has everything to do with your pocketbook. So then, it, what do you tell poor families? Um, get married, stay married. Like that's the best thing you can do. The best thing you can do is find a partner that you can communicate with properly to work things out. But that's how it is for anybody, regardless of your economic situation. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you, earlier you said it's a struggle, man. So how do you tell these people that are just willy-nilly having kids, going out there, doing whatever they want, putting their willies in somebody else's nilly, and not really caring? Look, you got to get your willy-vanilly, milly-vanilly willy <laughs> out of somebody's nilly, okay? And also, we have to, the government has to quit subsidizing uh, with welfare checks people that just have extra kids. So, yeah, okay. So then, what do you... Are you the person to tell someone what they can and can't do with their body now? Or, like, sexual freedom. That's a thing. There's a difference, but you can give them the, the tax credit, but you don't want to have extra welfare subsidies just for having an extra kid. There's a difference there. That was what the government used to do mm -hmm. in order to promote having kids was the tax credit. Like, you can claim a dependent. Now, a dependent doesn't necessarily have to be a kid. In some cases, it's... um. It's a child that maybe has some kind of disability that's mm -hmm. caused them to live with their parents an extended period of time. Maybe it's a sibling, old person that you take care of, whatever. That's what the term dependent means. Yeah. But you get, you should give the tax breaks because anything that incentivizes a tax break is a good thing. Unless, of course, it's a value-added tax, which is actually <laughs> arguably much more ethical. 
<laughs> but it's you can't really promote it. It's a personal choice. So look, we can sit here and talk about it. But like you say, you want to talk about promoting it. There isn't a great way to promote it, unless of course you come up with like some kind of. And I mean, there is there are benefits to marriage. Like you will get extra support if you try to go through school, like college, and you're married. Mm-hmm. You get extra support there financially, but it, like here again, it was just like from a governmental perspective, it would just have to be tax breaks and the like. So you want to give tax breaks to people to get married? Yeah, I mean, and to a certain extent, we kind of already do that, sort of. So how would you go further? What would you do more? Well, so? I would eliminate. I would eliminate income taxes at the moment for. And here again, this makes me kind of sound like a crazy liberal hippie, but as it currently stands, I would eliminate income taxes for anybody that makes below three hundred thousand dollars a year. But. Why three hundred thousand? That's a good cutoff point. <laughs> I just picked it. That's just the number. Yeah, that's just the number. Maybe go deeper just... and try to figure out the actual number later, but that's just the number you're giving us. Yeah, that's just the number I'm gonna give you like now. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, like go back later and. It also depends on where you're living. So like, mm-hmm. well, here the income taxes is a whole nother. That's, that's a different that's, that's a, a different episode. Very, but, yeah, no, that, like I'll, it, I'll put that down. education fundamentally starts on the home, but obviously the government cannot control the home as easily as they can control something like public education. Mm-hmm. So it's something that we want to promote having a nuclear family, but you can only do so much there just because of the way that things are. Yep. However, when it comes to the actual school system, there's a lot more leeway. And there's a lot bigger area to change things and that's where you I think have some very interesting ideas so I want to hear what do you think we can do to our education system the schools whatever level maybe not college so much because colleges are goofy but like the the lower levels what would you do to improve them well I think the first thing you have to do is you have to find and again I said this earlier you have to find skills that are transferable inside the classroom and outside the classroom I think that's the most important thing you gotta do you gotta show that the education itself is valuable to these kids or else they're not gonna want it if they don't want it they're not gonna learn if they don't learn they're not gonna get anything out of it if they don't get anything out of it they're just wasting their time if they're wasting their time they're wasting our money so the first thing are you telling me learning has to be self-directed I don't know about self-directed. I'm just saying that somebody has to tell these kids that it is valuable and that you should want to have it. The issue is, and for a lot of kids, and even myself especially, going in before college, was I don't need to be here. I already know this stuff, or I don't need to know this stuff. It's not going to affect me. And for the most part, it was true. I didn't need to know anything up until, or like anything past algebra. I didn't. I don't need algebra. I don't need anything algebra and past math-wise. English. I know how to speak it. I know how to read it. And I know how to write it. I don't need classes. Social studies. Those are probably the ones that are mostly like you don't see why you need them. But then again, on the other side, they're probably even more important than a lot of these other courses. Science, I feel, is another one like that where you can have a biology or a chemistry or of physics and learn a lot of different skills like reading tables and learning how things act and react with each other and then trying to figure out how to 
make those things interact better and you can use those skills in other situations and I I don't want to say like test people but you would make that social right so you go into different social situations and use different hypotheses and kind of I don't want to say use people but I also don't want someone to go in and not understand that there's other ways to go about things they should be able to have an open mind and use the the ideas they've they've gained from science courses and other things right so you have to add value to education well how do you do that again in the practical sense you need to find things that are that people are going to want to do and students it's really hard to do that especially at younger ages because they just don't understand what the world is and i don't necessarily know how to go with you know go through about that because there are different ways to go about that for people to just kind of experience life on their own do you think sorry to interrupt but do you think that there's a way that we could have like a baseline like a minimum baseline like it used to be eighth grade now it's high school like the minimum required baseline typically i think and this is not necessarily an educational thing this is more of a safety thing i think it has to be 18 i know that some european countries i believe it succeeds to 19 and 20 even further and that's more of an option for them not necessarily like a requirement but I, I think you have to go 18 and you have to keep young people off the streets until we legally see them as adults and they cannot be tried in youth court. Now that age also changes state to state, I should say. So someone that is, let's just say 16 here in Wisconsin, could try as an adult in every other state if, you know, if that is the age, right? Yeah. Sorry. But if the minimum age in Wisconsin to be tried in court as an adult and not as a minor is 18, like there's no possible way. You know how you know how that works, kind of. So yeah, like like different um, mm-hmm. ages for yep. well, not even just like trial in court, but like yeah. even even like consent laws. I was about to say consent vary. is a big one. There's other different things. It used to be alcohol, but we won't talk about that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think at this point in the world, because of how open it is and how free and how crazy it's getting and i say crazy as like just the buzzword but there are a lot of things happening and it's not getting better and it's not also necessarily getting worse at the same time it's all just kind of existing at the same time you have crime that's technically going down but i feel like the crimes that are happening are also worse and people like having that even in their heads being on edge will create the what's what's the psychological term it's the the self-fulfilling prophecy if you think something's going to happen it's going to happen right right and i'm not saying that if i think i'm going to get robbed walking down the street i'm going to get robbed but if i think every person is going to try to rob me i'm going to rub someone the wrong way i'm going to get into trouble right at some point of course that depends on where you are and things like that and your location and everything you're setting, I guess. What's around you, who's around you, what the the culture is. But to be safe, to keep children safe because of what just happened in Texas, right? We don't want young kids getting killed or shot or whatever it might be, stolen. Um, you kind of need them 
in a space secure. where you, you need them in a space where they can be secure and safe. And I don't think there's a good age to really just put out there because people develop at different rates. You can have an 18 year old that looks like he's 30 because he's overdeveloped. Well, I shouldn't right. say overdeveloped, but he's developed really well. But you could also have an 18 year old who's still five foot three and 120 pounds and a stiff wind blows him away. You know, you, so just for physical safety, for mental safety, you could go out there and you could get harassed on the street as a male or female every, you know, for every step you take just to do it. And you might not be mentally strong enough to deal with that, or you might not be mentally capable of understanding what's going on and how to defend yourself. You know, there's plenty of different things. And again, that's a security thing. And I think that's also now partially on the family, like you said, to kind of prepare them for that. But we're in a world where you can't necessarily take that risk either. So as for like an age to give, like, oh, I think we should have kids in school until 18. I'm not going to say 18. But I will say they have to be, I think, physically and mentally capable of handling themselves Oof, geez. in multiple situations. Especially ones that could harm them. <coughs> Sorry in the shorter long term mentally as well as physically um so it's hard i think educationally wise like we could honestly teach everything we need kids to learn by like 14 if they learn of course so and i think that ha really happens from like 8 to 14 and you don't really need much more than that i think 6 years is everything you need to teach for sure like skills wise I think if you were to if you were to go off that model, right? If you were to have everything up until third grade, because that's about eight years old, literally just be like socializing and social skills, soft skills, teaching them how to cooperate with each other, and I say they as children, into actual learning environments for content, which would be let's just say eight to fourteen. So that could be third grade to freshman year of high school, third to eighth grade. And you wouldn't break it up that way, but you'd do it to where they'd still be learning in the same processes. Let's just say first to fifth, sixth to eighth, and then ninth to twelfth. So fourteen through eighteen now is when you'd specialize into whatever you'd want to learn. Because I feel like at this point you don't need a college degree for everything. So if you have the content knowledge at fourteen, this is when you would use the applicable knowledge to whatever job or whatever career you'd like to do. You'd use that to get a leg up, get get yourself out into the world at 18. You don't have to go to college if you don't need to. You can go out, get a job. You can say, hey, I've been doing this for four years. You know, I think I can apply it. If you want to see me test it, let me test it for a week. And if you don't want me, you can fire me. And then if you do need to go back to college after that, whatever job, you can. But at that point, you're more financially stable. You're in a smarter position. You might have family or friends that could help. You'll you'll be off, you know your 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 family plans. You'll and you'll get some some college credits, some tax credits. I believe at twenty three or twenty four, if you take the time. Again, you'll have money saved up. You can go to a technical college for two years. You won't necessarily need to take the two years of uh, liberal arts undergrad at some small school in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Cough cough, <laughs> and spend you know sixty thousand dollars just for two years. I think it I think you have to understand that kids and this is a weirder concept that 
is relatively new that kids kind of like step up to your expectations or they meet your expectations whether you like it or not so if you expect a kid to fail they're gonna fail and if you expect a kid to do to excel to do well they're going to excel and they're going to do well or they're at least going to try right and that's the whole idea behind charter schools because they're going to push these kids and they push these kids really fucking hard sometimes excuse my language they push them really hard and a lot of their numbers if you just compare them with a local public school close to them are much better because they understand that the that the rate at which they're being taught and what they need to learn is just higher the standard is higher and I think that's something we have to take into account. We have to understand that these kids are smarter than we think and that we have to push them to learn but not push them too hard and get them dissatisfied with what they're learning. It's Again, it's a hard balance, and I said that however long ago in this podcast. We've been going for about an hour and five minutes. I probably said an hour ago. Like You've got to find a balance between teaching kids how to learn how to be interested and want to learn, and then finding them a way to get out into the world with what they've learned and apply it. And I feel like the public education system has definitely failed at that because they're just trying to funnel us into colleges so that we're strapped with debt, paying the government back for the next 40 years of our lives. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> so we can get into that in a whole another time but I think the biggest thing that we have to realize and we as the next generation is we have to utilize what we know about education to fix it I can tell you right now I didn't need to go for the last to the last three years of my high school I did not need to be there I didn't most people honestly don't the people that do are lacking social skills or they're lacking skills that teach them how to learn and I had this, I had a teacher in high school who talked about learning through discourse, learning through pretty much teaching yourself or learning through others, teaching whatever it might be that helps you the best, which was also called personalized learning for the school. But he said learning through discourse, he would give you all the resources. He would give you the problems. He'd be like, solve it however you'd like. I'll give you the answers. When you figure it out, come to me. We'll talk it through. I'll see if you're right. We're good. That's uh, that's basically, it's called unschooling. I don't know how familiar you are with that. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I forget, Ugh, who's that? I have I've it's... never heard of unschooling. I've heard again learning through discourse is what I was told back. No, in the it's day. what you're what you're basically doing is the uh, the entire idea is kids learn best when they are given resources and minimal direction. You need a clear task, mm -hmm. right? A clear task. It's definable. It's easily like, yep, not simple to solve, but simple conclusion, yep. and then they figure out for themselves how to solve it. <clears throat> nice. Oh, um, thank you. Ultimately, yeah, that does sound exactly what I was. That is what I was. Yeah, taught, I, I guess. Uh, Just at a different name. Yeah. Um. Uh, is it Peter Drucker? I want to say uh, no. You is said unschooling. Who's... Yeah, it's called unschooling. Is, is like the technical term for it. There's actually, um, I listened to a couple. Felix term de-schooling and was profiled through John Holtz newsletter, Growing Without School. John Holtz. Yep. John Holtz. He's uh, considered to be the uh, one of the YouTube ch channels I watched. Uh, 
it's this guy. It's called B. Dobbins, FTW. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a crazy liberal, but of course. I'm into some of his stuff. It's weird. I'm, like, sort of a liberal, but, like, kind of not in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if there's merits to a lot of different ideas while also having drawbacks. <laughs> crazy thing. I know, right? You can almost be a nonpartisan partisan partisan that's nonpartisan when he wants to be nonpartisan. It's almost like you can think for yourself. It's crazy. It's wild. It's absurd. <laughs> However, um, basically, the whole thing is kids learn best when they're self-directed, and by self-directed, they figure out for themselves how to solve the problem. Whereas nowadays, like, I went through four years of public high school. I went through ten years of private grade school. Mm-hmm. Regardless, public, private, I've seen both. We are essentially given a blueprint on exactly how to solve the problem. We're told exactly what the problem is and exactly how to solve it, which means that we will end up struggling when we're out in the real world and your boss comes up to you and he says, hey, here's this thing, do it. And he doesn't tell you how to do it. So we are hampered intellectually because now we don't know how to do the thing that we're supposed to do. Yep. The only way that we know how to do it is if somebody tells us exactly how to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like, and it's at the point where I, you know, as as an individual, I will, like, when I started my new job, I was, like, asking, I'm like, okay, how do you want me to make the chicken? Yep. Because despite the fact that there's four ingredients, there's the chicken, flour, um some kind of liquid it's either ice water or a dip and then the breading yep i double check to make sure that i did it the specific way not because i'm not capable of figuring out that you put it in the flour and then the dip and then the the breading but because i have to make sure that if there's a a different way to do it i'm not going to get in trouble because i don't want to get in trouble at my brand new job yeah you know it's incredibly simple but i i am like conditioned to double check and that is, it's a, it, it has to be a product of schooling. It just has to. Yep. Uh, the schools are where we spend the majority of our time. So I think, I think what you were bringing, talking about is the whole unschooling thing. Um, what'd you call it? What was your term? We said it was taught to me as learning through discourse. Learning through discourse, whatever you want to call it. I think that is, it's a very valuable. Yeah, I think, and this is. And this is also how you develop creativity as well. Like, you have to allow kids, and I say kids, but you have to allow people to understand that not everything is easily solvable, and the world is, you're not going to understand the world as soon as you get out there. So, you have to be open to using your brain to figure things out. And this is where critical thinking skills and everything like that are necessary. Because, again, just like you said, if they just said make the chicken and they didn't teach you how to do any of it I don't know if you would have learned I, I think you're pretty smart I think you could have figured it out but at the same time you could have done it wrong they could have fired you now you probably did it like you said then double checked and then you probably looked at some other things you probably looked it up whatever it might have been could have had a solution you know and then probably double checked with them but you're also using skills to try to figure out what you're supposed to do properly and then make sure that you don't mess up. There's a lot of people that would just kind of sit there, do nothing. What is this? 
there's a lot of people that would also just kind of do absolutely nothing at all. They would do nothing. They would be paralyzed because they were given everything and they have no idea where to go. Right? They aren't creative. They aren't using those cr critical thinking skills to figure out solutions. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Jesus. And... <laughs> one of the issues we face in a lot of different things is just people aren't exposed to different ways of thinking and that goes into a whole different you know debate and topic about the free flow of thoughts and the and the in the free market of and of thoughts and everything but critical thinking skills i feel are at an all-time low in students and in people right if i, I tell, if i tell you hey the door doesn't work right it won't it won't swing open the doorknob will turn but it won't swing open like people will just be like okay look at it probably do nothing about it if i go back even like 30 years we'll say <coughs> oh excuse me sorry and i say hey the door won't open it won't swing open but the but the knob will turn They'll probably be like, oh, hey, check the hinges, check if everything's all right, and then probably grease it, because it might be something. If not, it's the lock, and then if it's the lock, we'll have to go in. We might have to jerry it with this or this kind of tool, open it up, and then we'll figure it out from there. Like, they would have solutions. They would already know what it is. They would think of different things. They'd have to go through it themselves. They'd figure it out without even having to, like, wait for somebody else or look it up or whatever it might be. They would already have solutions because their brains were just used to thinking of solutions. And again, that's something we severely lack in general people. Like we are losing creativity. We're losing the ability to think for ourselves. We're losing the ability to create our own conclusions based off of what we have. And now, of course, there are some people that just have that naturally and they have a leg up in the world. But it's also a skill that we can develop in people and we haven't been. And I think that's that's one of the biggest cruxes we're going to have we're going to face coming going forward. When everybody that knows how to think critically dies, right? And in 20 years, 20, 30 years, whatever it might be, when we need some world-saving solution, what are we going to do? Look it up and ask some dead guy? We can't. Not right now, at least. Might be able to then. But we're, we, you can't just sit around. You can't be waiting for a solution. At some point, you have to figure out the solution for yourselves. And again, that's where you have to develop that and that unschooling, that learning with discourse or learning through discourse. You have to figure out, like, okay, there is a solution. I have to figure out how we're going to get there. And then now we have to make that process easier and then simpler, and then that's how you innovate. And that's how the world gets better. And that's just the thing. It's not that there isn't a value to understanding and knowing things via rote memorization, mm -hmm. you know, just knowing facts. Like, yes, absolutely there is a value to knowing things, period. That cannot be, you know, it's... Yep. Can't do yes, that. it is. It's good to know facts, but it's not everything. It's how you apply those facts is ultimately going to be more, more important. And I think that's the key balance. It's just like understanding that there's a fundamental difference between knowing things and and like knowing how to use things mm -hmm. right and when i say when i say knowing how to use things i don't mean like 
just being good with your hands. It's like, yep. like, no, I mean, like, it's um, the ability to learn, unlearn, relearn, you know, yep. learning generally. I think that a lot of kids are turned off of learning because of the school systems and the fact that a lot of it is seemingly useless information. Mm. And I don't want to put down teachers with all this because I yeah. think teachers are in, they have a rough job because they're, yeah, they're put into like, a really hard spot. They're put into an incredibly hard spot, especially when, you know, like they're demonized by people on whichever side of the aisle, yep. you know, like I'm not going to lie to you. I got, a family. I come from a family full of teachers, sort of, either That's teachers or power plant workers, whichever, whichever. Like the Uncle Mike teacher, his wife's a teacher. Grandma was a teacher. Like on this, on my dad's side, mostly my mom's side's a little different, but like yeah. you know, you got educators. Like it's mm -hmm. what we do. You know, like we go to a college. One of the biggest programs is the ed program. Yep. Like there is. Educa there's a difference between school and education. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, there is a difference. And it's just, you can become educated without going to school. So you can be a very unschooled, educated person. And then you can be very schooled, but be very uneducated. You can know all kinds of facts, but it yep. doesn't mean that you know how to apply that knowledge. Yep. And I and, think... And here... Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. And again, this is where I go back to what I was talking about just a little bit ago, in which you have to learn. This is the process I feel is best for at least a public education system. You need to learn to teach kids how to deal with each other, how to solve disputes and work socially at a young age. You have to socialize them properly with different people with different backgrounds. All right. When you hit about that age eight, when they start to really develop their brain and be able to think for themselves that's when you start teaching them content and then after that you start teaching them application I think that's the process you have to go with it because if you don't one if they don't have a base they're not going to be able to apply the knowledge because there is no knowledge to apply so it's necessary Correct. to have facts it's necessary to have simply just content knowledge and whatever it might be it's also very necessary to be able to interact with other people and understand that not everybody thinks the same way as you and not everybody has the same <clears throat> Jesus Christ I am so sorry not everybody has the same experiences and they don't you know deal with everything the same way that you do so you have to understand what constellations you have to make to make sure other people understand you and you have to understand other people so that things can get done that's just as important as content knowledge that's why those are the first two things that need to be done those two things need to be learned. Once you have both of those things, then you can apply it. Because once you have social skills, you can then apply everything you're trying to learn from the content knowledge to other people. I.e., you can be a teacher. Or somebody can teach you. And you can learn about something. And then you can work together collaboratively in whatever it might be. Whether it be in a trades job or in a white-collar job or something else. You know, you're going to need skills in each th each of those three realms, application, content, and then social skills. And I think it's necessary to do that at an early age. You have to do it, and you have to make sure that people understand that that's what you're trying to do. And I say people as in students, because if you don't have students understand, they're not going to care in the first place. And if they don't care in the first place, you can't get any of this done. 
So I just wanted to put that out there before I forgot because my memory is Your memory's what? My memory is kaput. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it's well and that's just the other thing. It's like kids are only going to to wanna learn what they wanna learn. Mm-hmm. And the the more the more into a given topic they are, the better typically now there are outliers who will care more about their final grade than whether or not they actually care about the content. I was yeah. one of those kids. Still I'm one of those kids. <laughs> like I was um I was in a drama course this semester, wonderful professor, you know, mm. doing his best. I'm simply not interested yep. in a lot of those plays. Now, look, it's not that I don't love, like, the theater or whatever. It's just that I have no interest in, yep. like, it's just right now. It's just not my thing. I have my own stories that, I, that I'd like to write. But for me, I'd rather do a creative writing course than mm-hmm. a drama like analysis course that is it's well it's not even that i wouldn't like do a drama analysis course but i'd rather look at like one thing really in depth yeah. i'm a very i'm a very analytical an analytical person and i like to like really go go in deep on specific things now my problem is that there's a lot of th- specific things i'd like to go in deep on which makes it difficult because mm-hmm. there's only so many hours in the day, only so many cells in the brain, and unfortunately, I've got like six of those. <laughs> which makes it makes it more difficult. But I mean, like it's doable. But again, here again, that's like a preference thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, once you get to college, it becomes a lot different because you have more freedom within re. Like I mean, obviously, it's not total freedom over the classes that you take. But you have a greater, there's greater deference mm-hmm. to your preferences for your classes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you can choose a major, right? Like, you and I are poli-sci guys. Yep. Because we don't like ourselves, apparently. <laughs> it's like, it's like pseudo-masochism. Yeah. Only there's like, there's no pleasure in the pain. It's like just pain. I don't know why. For, for anybody out there who's considering a political science degree... Unless you are either going to teach political science and be an educator or go into politics or go to law school, um, don't get one. It's otherwise kind Honestly. of useless. Like, I'm a guy who, like, is a political science major. I'm not going to sit here and try to BS people into it. Don't get me wrong. Like, my school professor's wonderful, but it's a useless degree regardless of where you get it, it from. It really is. Like, um, here again, there's a few specific exceptions. If you're going into politics, if Mm -hmm. you want to teach about politics, or if you're going to be a lawyer, and even then, law schools don't actually care what your undergrad degree is. They care more about your GPA. Oh, he went there. (laughs) Oh, no, I went there. (laughs) I'm not going to flex my GPA. It's not what I'm here to do. Or will he? I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm not not going to do it. I didn't say what it was. But I did, because it's you still, did. It's still impressive. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But at any rate, don't get a political science degree. It's, Unless you want one, then do it. I'm I mean, not yeah, your dad. Go for it. I'm not going to tell you what, what, what to do. That's just the other thing. It's like, I want, with this with this whole podcast, if people want to listen to us and then vehemently disagree, <laughs> more power to you. Vehemently. You're allowed to be wrong. You're allowed to be wrong. wrong. Sorry. I just... I, <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's cool, though, because, like, my voice still cracks, but I'm also still growing, which is kind yeah, of a debut. I wish I was. 
Yeah, it's less fun than it, it sounds. Turns out it. bones lengthening hurts. Um, Just a little, yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of a thing. But, <laughs> um... Lengthening. Well, like, that's just nice. the thing with education. It's mm. like, we need to... Huh? Nothing, don't worry about it. Keep going. <laughs> um, we have to, like, get our kids to the point where they just love learning. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that kind of person. I love learning, but my school didn't teach me to love learning. Yep. It, the people, honestly, like, my family was a bigger influence on my love for learning than my school ever was. So, hold like, on. That's just... Do you you love learning? I love learning. All right. This will be probably our last little segment here. What what taught you to love learning? When did you know you loved it? That's a t- that's a difficult question to answer. Mm-hmm. I think I it was always kind of there cuz like the natural I okay, here's the thing. This mm-hmm. is a theory that I have absolutely no no like statistics to back me up on and people can feel free to disagree with me we are all born inherently curious and inherently we love to learn but our curiosity is killed by our education system Uh so for me it was the fact that i had family members well one my family members always hyped me up and told me that i was smart for whatever reason Maybe they're right, maybe they're not. I don't know if Jerry's still up. Um, so, like, that encouraged me to do well in school, right? Yep. But then, but then I just, like, found topics that I was interested in, and I drove myself to... I, I willed myself into different courses that mm-hmm. I found interesting as best I could. And I was I'm just naturally curious, you know? I got... I want to learn as much about pretty much everything as I can. Whether or not it's useful is up for debate. Mm-hmm. I think when I really realized it was like maybe around around 16, 16-ish. Because 16. it was at, it was around 16-ish where I was like, okay, I, I understand that I dislike school, but I love education. Mm-hmm. Like that was the difference for me. The difference for me was... I'm in these classes and I'm going to do well-ish, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I get at least a B plus. Yep. Well, actually it was always trying to get an A cause I'm irrational, but of course, um, you know, I'm going to do well, even if I don't super care about the class, yep. but these other classes I'm taking them and I want an A because I want an A, but mostly I just want to know the content. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a class this semester, I was in apologetics with uh, one of our theology professors, Dr. Berg, who has his own podcast, by the way. I haven't listened to it. I'll get around to it. <laughs> but um, what I can't remember, it's like, what is it, like a dove in flight or something? I think so. Something like it's that. It's like a dove. In, it's, it, it's got a bird. There's a bird name. There's, 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 there's there. a bird in there. It's Batman or Anyways, Sorry. go listen to Dr. Berg and Dr. Johnston's podcast because they're both incredibly intelligent. Are they both on there? You know, it's both of them. Oh, dude, I might have to now. Um, no, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, that's one of my things this summer I kind of wanted to do. But at any rate, mm-hmm. listen to us first, but then go listen to them. Um, <laughs> then go listen to them. Yeah, correct. But no, it's like, it's like I'm in his apologetics course, and I'm riveted the whole time because one, Berg is, has a buttery voice and he's charming, but two, 
I'm interested in the content. And at the end of the day, I was like, I don't even care what my grade is. Well, I, I mean, I say this. Your grade is, but... I, of course I care what my grade is, but more so I'm just interested in learning the content. And that was like when I was like 16-ish, roughly. Mm-hmm. I kind of put it together. I was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to care about my grades because they're important for my goals, but mostly it was like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. learn as much as I can because I'm inherently curious and nobody killed my curiosity. Okay. Because, and that's a good story. Or I don't know if it's a story. But, it's kind of a story. Like, well, like, did you ever have an epiphany like that? I don't know if I had an epiphany, but this is something that I, and this goes back to like, and this it's weird because it goes back to like sports and me being a very competitive person. But also, um, it was also around 16 because it was 2016. And anybody that was in America in 2016 knows what was going on in 2016. That was a presidential election year. That was the Donnie T versus um, uh, Hillary Clinton year. So my very impressionable, overly conservative self at the time loved watching the um loved watching it was gavin mcginnis i loved loved gavin mcginnis and i loved milo yiannopoulos and the reason why was because they were like trolls more so than anything now i gavin still Mc- love milo that was I, I do love milo but gavin has been a uh, proud boys and all of them have gone a little off the rails a little bit too far a little a little we'll just put it like that a hair <laughs> So I would love, thank you. I, I loved watching them just kind of like own people, whomever it was on both sides, by the way, I loved, I loved like just watching them have knowledge and just purely wipe the floor with some people to their faces. And of course it was mostly, it was always those like owning lib, you know, liberal videos, but then I'd go back and I'd watch the same thing happen to like a conservative and I'd be like, I want to do that. Right. And this was also like my political science epiphany. But I, that's when I was like, I just want to be smart. I want to be smart. I want to do whatever I can to be smart. And I'm going to do what I can to be smart. Now, of course, there were things that I just did not like. I'm not a math guy. Hate math. Can't do math. You know, I was, I was like, sorry to interject, but like for a long time, I was a math guy. I was like, mm-hmm. I love math. Like when I was in grade school, I was like, yeah. I love math. Like I'm gonna be an engineer someday. And then I got to high school, mm-hmm. and I, I took geometry, and then I took algebra two, yep. and then I got pre-calc, and I hit pre-calc, and I'm like, you know, I really freaking hate math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, and that's when I kind of started getting into politics and everything mm-hmm. too. But it was like, well, that was the other thing. I mean, I've I'm obviously like, anybody who knows me, I'm competitive too i think i think that's the other thing with like really competitive people is they're just like driven because mm-hmm. if you're if you're super competitive you're going to be competitive with literally everything mm-hmm. so like i don't know maybe that's just me but <laughs> anyway sorry to interject but please continue but yeah no i so i wanted to i wanted to win i wanted to be competitive i wanted to like just dominate people in conversation I wanted to be smart and I wanted to like own the room if there was ever a room to be in. Right. So that's. The, uh... <laughs> so... No, I was going to say like without the Jesse Eisenberg thing <laughs> yep. where he's like, 
be yep, the exactly. smartest person in every room. Yep. So the idea behind it was I'm going to learn everything that I can about what interests me and I'm going to get myself into situations where I can have those conversations. Right? And again, 2016, it was very political and that's what caught my eye. That's what caught my ears, I guess, actually more so than anything. So I would always try to have those conversations and thankfully this was the time in high school where we were starting to have those conversations. So I could use it and I could kind of just will myself into these conversations whenever we could, either in cor in courses or not in courses, and I could just say whatever I want and be right. Or not, but make it seem like I was right. Because that's what I wanted to do. Because I, f I felt, for me personally, that it was best if I could just be smart, know what I want to talk about, say what I want, and nobody's going to like have anything to say. Because I just thought, one, I thought it was cool, one, I thought it was just interesting that there were people out there that actually could be like that and i was kind of faking it till i made it and now i feel like i'm still in that position to where i'm not necessarily the smartest in the room but i can come off as such or i can at least communicate ideas to where there's very little for people to come back and say that i'm wrong about something and not to say that I wanted to I want to get into politics to just like mislead people or use false information things like that but I do understand that politics itself is like a game and it and it's it's like a it's like a career of telling people one thing and getting other things done or telling people what will get done and how to do it it's like galvanizing people and it's taken me a, a long time to kind of develop those skills. And I feel like I'm a decent enough communicator. I think I've stumbled a lot over this, you know, over this course of this podcast. But that's okay. I, don't, I think this is more of just a conversation between you and I. You know, just happens to be online. <clears throat> I've also burped like 80 million fucking times, which is okay. Hey, man. If it it's happens, a natural, it happens. It's a natural bodily function. That's, okay? that's how you know I we're just going raw. We're not really... Like, Karen, you know, we're not going to hide anything from you. I'm not going to lie to Honestly, you. Honestly, at this point, I might not even edit this vi this audio file. I might just upload the whole thing. I really might. <laughs> there might be a few cuts we have to make. I think there might be like Maybe a break a few. in there or something, I'm sure. Probably. Probably a break where mm -hmm. I just, like, burst into a song and dance routine. <laughs> drop one of my Frank Sinatra covers. Oh, please. But, yeah, no, There's, so man. that's... Sorry. I want to, again, before I forget, my memory is going because of all these hits and CTE. Um, Not the CTE. <laughs> 2016, 2017, 2018, those last, like, two years of high school for me, because I graduated 2018. Those were the years where I was like, you know what? I just want to be as smart as I possibly can. I, that's when I really just, I stopped getting taller. I'm still like the same height as I was in my junior year of high school. Like I have not gotten taller. So I stopped growing. I stopped getting, you know, just physically better. So I was like, okay, time to work on the mental. And that's also, again, this gets into sports where I started watching for football, just more film. That's when I started learning about different schemes and applying myself that way to where I could beat people that were just physically better than me. And I think that carried over into my life for everything i feel like i need to be smarter and i need to be you know i need to know more things so that i can be well-rounded in whatever situation comes upon me and i think i've done a decent enough job so far 
but then again I also feel like I've been very limited in the uh, situations I've been put in so I need to I feel like I need to branch out put myself in more situations and test myself because I'm a competitor and I love seeing where I'm at and I think seeing seeing it on in a place that wasn't the field or the weight room for me was huge and I think it's in, it was just interesting to me at least to think that I could be interested in something that wasn't a sport especially at that time when you're 16 17 and you're kind of just like learning exactly what you want to do or not exactly but finally like grasping the idea about what you want to do well plus like for athletes like i don't know for me it was weird because i was like especially in high school i mean obviously like anybody who knows my story of high school i was an athlete but i wasn't very good <laughs> i was just kind of there <laughs> it was i was still just kind of existing fun. I was just existing, but, like, obviously I was trying. Like, by the time I was a senior, I was leading my position group in maxes and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to brag, like, that's just how I... Like, like, I wasn't, like, when lists were incredible, like, they weren't anything to write home about. Mm -hmm. They were okay. But, I mean, like, when you are so involved in sports, and, like, I was a multi-sport athlete, and, like, I love football, like, talk about football all day, you know, recently I've been getting into, like, old baseball facts kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like, you are so ingrained, especially if you grow up as an athlete yep. nowadays because everything is, it's like, hyper-competitive. Yep. Not to, like, single out the baseball guys, but, like, club baseball is absurd. Well, club sports, honestly. Is club sports are absurd. Like, like, we could talk about AAU basketball and how toxic that's become. Like, I never did any of that because we were too poor. Mm-hmm, same. So, like, it, I wasn't involved in, like, the club sports culture, but even, like, just the regular sports culture, like, you're just kind of surrounded by meatheads because you're just constantly ingrained in it. It's like when you have three days of football, or, or, like, like like football practices in high school for us, it was, like, Monday was, like, film mm-hmm. and a kind of walkthrough, mm-hmm. but then Tuesday and Wednesday were three-and-a-half-hour practices. Oof. Like, it, it might not have actually been three-and-a-half hours, but, like, I recall we had that little, it's like a little clock, and it gave yeah. you five-minute periods. Yeah. It, would, it was, like, I recall days where it would hit 36. Jesus. Like, there were those days. So, like, you, and that's that's Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday is another, like, kind of walk-through day, and then Friday's game day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, like, so you're just ingrained into it. Yep. And that's just what your culture is. But then you realize, you know, in the off season, you're like, wait a second, I care about more than just sports. Mm-hmm. That's sorry, I don't mean to interject, but no, it's it's important to do that though. Like, and again, we can have a whole conversation about that and the whole culture of sports being toxic. But no, I think it was, I think it's necessary for people to have that epiphany. And I think both of us, like you said, kind of at like 16, 17. Mine was really, I feel, funny and weird. Because, like, I I really just wanted to be smart and I wanted to learn things so that I could be like Milo. And I literally have his book somewhere and I read it. It's kind of his first one, Dangerous, I believe. Right. And now he's like, I don't know, but he's like rescinded his being gay, I guess. He's He's a Christian man now. He's also been kicked off of YouTube and... Twitter. Yeah, he was like one of the first people to ever get deplatformed. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he divorced his his husband then. Huh? I think it's so. Kind of funny. I think so. 
either way, I think he's just, I think he's probably like a tr he's a fucking trailblazer. Talk about a guy that's just like living life on his own that got canceled. That's that's a guy. <laughs> that, that, that is, that's, we do live in a society. He, he's that guy, pal. Like <laughs> you, you are not him. You are not. Him. <laughs> I'm gonna tell a bitch I'm him. Quit playing. <laughs> like if there no, was anybody that I could honestly model myself after socially, it, it, I, I'm not. I shouldn't say that because I don't want to be a gay man that has black man orgies. No, no, don't get me wrong. If you want to do that, that's all you. But that's just not me, man. Lawrence v. Texas, 2003. <laughs> but like, that's if you just... haven't seen my prostitution presentation, it is on YouTube. There's a link on my Twitter. And then we'll probably be linking it when we put this up. Um... Very, very well. <laughs> but, you know, just how like raw he was with what he did and what he said and what everything was just like, that's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be raw, I wanted to be authentic, I wanted to be smart, I wanted to make people feel dumb for being dumb, so that they would have a, they would understand, like, you can't be dumb, and if you are dumb, you're gonna get, there's gonna be consequences, because that's life, there's gonna be consequences for everything. Well, I think that's a part of, like, we talk about the whole education system and the problems, it's like, we've tried to eliminate, like, I don't want to just say being dumb, but, like, there's a difference between being stupid and being ignorant. Yeah. Like, willful ignorance is inherently stupid. You can be ignorant and not be stupid. Like, those are two different things. Like, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm saying, I say like a whole bunch because my speech is dumb. My speech is dumb. I'm, sometimes I suck at communicating. <laughs> but, um, well, rarely. Depends. Yeah. But you know what I mean. It's mm -hmm. like there's there's fundamental differences between choosing in... to be ignorant and just being ignorant because ignorance in itself isn't necessarily awful. Sometimes you just don't have those opportunities, and again, that's not necessarily your fault. That's you could blame the system or whatever you want to blame. But you know, if you never get the opportunity to learn, you know, are you you can't learn it, and that's not right. something that we can blame you for. Whomever you are, whomever you might be, I hope you. I hope that really uplifted your day. I hope you feel better about that. It's okay to be stupid. It's okay to be wrong. But if you choose well, to be, no, 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 time out. It's okay to be ignorant. It's not okay to be stupid. <laughs> of course, if you choose to be ignorant and if you choose to be dumb, you should probably leave the podcast because we might be hurting your feelings. Oh wait, I don't give a shit. <laughs> because we're gonna rule the world. Because it's the World Correct, Domination Podcast. The World Domination Podcast. No, but it's like, um, willful ignorance is bad. Mm -hmm. you know, now, the caveat to this is it depends on what kind. If it's willful ignorance of something that's going to affect you, that's bad. But yeah. like for me, I'm going to actively avoid taking a biology course because mm -hmm. it offers me literally zero interest. Yep. You know, does that make me willful, willfully ignorant of biology? Absolutely it does. You know why? Because it doesn't affect me, and if I do need to know, I will ask somebody who's smarter than me in that area. Exactly. Now, Justin talks about the being the smartest person in the room. Well, <laughs> no, no yeah. one is normally the smartest person in the room. Let's put that out there. I'm trying to not say it because, like, you here's are. the thing. Let's I just... often struggle with self-confidence, but he I've been is. trying to learn it without being arrogant. No, there. Everybody needs just a smidge of arrogance. But, it's, like, low-key... It's a smidge. You need a smidge. I feel like you need a smidge. 
sometimes I don't know what the percentage is. Sometimes I'm the smartest person in the room. It's not even in classrooms. It's a very usually. high percentage. It's it's cool until it's not. Yeah, like, I mean, once people start getting butt hurt because they don't realize, like, oh yeah, he's right, and I have nothing to say. Like, I find it funny. Well, like small example of this in my mock trial course, there are students who will remain uh, remain nameless. Yeah. But Justin knows the one who I'm talking about. I think. And I, I think I do. She was in some of our classes yep, and. Yep. Very sweet girl, you know, very kind, very caring. Her arguments sucked. And I pointed that out, much to uh, her chagrin, because she was offended that I hurt her feelings. Now, I'm sorry that she is unable to think things through, but that's why we're here, to try to help people learn how to think things through. It was the same thing that when a girl I went to high school with I was friends with her, and then for whatever reason, she decided that she didn't want to be friends with me anymore. And then I asked her why, because I hadn't, like, insulted her or anything. And she said that it was because I made her feel stupid. And I asked her how, and then she said, well, it's how you talk. Oh. And I said, and I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, well, you, sometimes you'll correct me. And I was like, well, when I do that, it's not out of malice. It's because you said something, and I want you to be smarter so I want and to also you. I'm like I'm it's out of love and like you know sometimes I make people feel stupid and it's never intentional unless it is because occasionally is. occasionally it's intentional I won't lie to you I'm not perfect there was only one man who was ever perfect and look what they did to him yeah Joe Lauren plus 2022 um <laughs> he did say that he, he, he said he that it's on a flag. Is that the quote? That was the quote. If you know, you know. But but at any, at any rate, it's like, you know, education, we need to teach kids how to think critically, give them a baseline knowledge, and let them learn what they want to learn instead of being forced to learn things that are not going to be of use to them. Little because, factory workers. Well, um, again, Rockefeller wanted a nation of workers, not thinkers. Problematic. Problematic. Because, you know, like, like, 30 years later, we elected a tyrant, so. <laughs> so, Not we've that. got, I'm going to give us 13 minutes and, what is that, 45 seconds to, like, wrap up. That'll put us at two hours. Okay. And then, if you want to edit, you can edit. If not, upload this bitch raw. You know, that's I how I like to might. do it. You know, it's up to you. I feel like unfiltered is better. It's more natural. It really is. I'll get the burps, the burps in there, get the coughs you know. in there. <laughs> I'm okay with the burps. I like it. I think it's kind of sexy. No homo. I mean, um, well. Well, now I have to edit it. <laughs> yeah. I'm forced. No, I'm playing. Um, uh, but yeah, no. I think, so this was episode one. Let's let's just do a little conclusion, a little recap here. Recap. We talked about you and Fallout, how you plan on taking over the world. If anybody plans to stop them, guess what? You won't. It's not in the plan. Um, we talked about education, why it's necessary, but why it's failed. That's part of why we kind of need to restructure everything. That's part of the reason why we need to fix everything. That's why Nolan's here. That's why he's here to rule the world, take over, fix everything. No, that's why you're here. 
Yeah, I'm Dude. here to give ideas. He's here to secretly. Them. Parbs is actually like learning all of my plans so that he can actually take so over, can... and I'm just gonna be okay with it <laughs> because he's smarter than I am. I I'm not. I will make that very clear. Nolan, too humble to admit it. He's prettier than I am. He's smarter than I am. I'm definitely he's not stronger than I'm I am. Definitely not smarter than him. Like that, I I refuse to allow you to say that. Look, I'm trying to stay humble. I'm trying to not have a big head because of my massive GPA. Oh, <laughs> look, I re I refuse to be called a genius when I'm sitting next to this guy because I just you are, and this is this is me stroking more than just your ego. Hopefully, you are probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. So well, you're one of the smartest people I've ever met. So I'm gonna throw it right back at you. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? thought? Not me. <laughs> don't take us down. Don't copyright us. Don't copyright us. Don't copyright us. <laughs> it's not a copyright thing. It's just a quote. Shut up, Paul Rudd. <laughs> an American treasure, by the way. Yes, We're gonna have to do an episode where we talk about our favorite actors. Just okay. Let me put that down. Paul Rudd is up. To, oh, oh yeah. We're gonna. Pop culture in this hall? Ooh, ooh, you better believe. I don't know if he'd be willing to do it because he's not big on the whole social media. Are talking but... about Cam? Oh, no. Cam already said he wants to be on. I'm talking about my Uncle Mike. Oh. I might, I might see if I... Okay, so my Uncle Mike is one of the smartest people I know. Yep. Like, I talk to him, and he politely makes me feel like a moron. <laughs> it's like talking to Berg or Badura or Johnston. Badura. That guy. Dr. Padura is an absolute chat. He really is. Like, sometimes, I won't lie to you, classes get boring. But honestly, it's not his fault. It's how are you supposed to make, how are you supposed to make going over Grover Cleveland's presidency <laughs> interesting? I love it when he gets, like, really, like, emotional. He's so into like, it. And really, I love it. I like, love that for intense him. Intense during courses, he gets like really happy about it. You can just tell it, like hear the joy yeah. in his voice. Well, it's like, and, like plus he was wearing the mask the whole semester, yeah. so it's like, like I, well, because like okay, here's the thing. I'm like good at reading people's eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird not to toot my own horn again, even though I might. <laughs> I'm like good at reading people's eyes, and you can totally tell when he's like fed up. Yep. Which is why, but here's the thing. He's only like half fed up with me all, most of the time, so I can't really tell. I can't <laughs> tell if he hates me, loves me, or doesn't care. You know, mm -hmm. either way, I'm okay with it because I'm not going to change who I am. I'm still out on the jury about how he feels about me, and I just had a whole thesis course with him. I, I think, think he's he okay. I think he likes me. I think he's okay with me. I don't think he doesn't like me. I do because th I made sure at some point I was like, I understand that I'm not the best student because I'm not. I'm going to put that out there. I, I don't like school. Like, I told them, I'm like, I understand I'm not the best dude, but I really appreciate you, you know, going through and trying to help me doing all these things. And then I think it, I think it got through to him, like, where I'm at mentally, at least. And I think, I think from then on, especially, he and I were, like, really good. I don't want to say really good, but, like, pretty good, especially working with each other. But well, he's, he, I, he is a really good guy. I do, I love Bedora for as little, like, social outside of classes as we get. I, I, li I like the guy. Here's the other thing is he teaches like 15 courses a semester. Yes, he does. Well, He's you... always on the move. Now remember, you get paid per course. Well, hey, I got to respect him. He's a bad he's, chaser. He's, you a, know? he's a fucking grinder. He's a grinder. 
Anyway. Dr. Badera, if you somehow hear this, I kind of hope you don't. But if you do, <laughs> Justin and I appreciate you. Hey, man, I actually put it in the uh, in one of the course like forms. I was like, Dr. Badera is probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. He does a really good job of getting everything across. Like, you get, you got to make sure this man gets his job, like does his shit right, like school, pay this man. I really hope both him and the school read it. But, like the course evals? Yeah, one of the course evals. I, said, I literally would like put did that like word for word pretty much. You know that the professors are the ones who read those, right? I'm, I hope he does so that he can bring that to the school and they can be like, hey, I guess you're right. Remember then, the time when they the school cut the politics program? No. Oh, you don't know? No. That's right. Okay, this is insider information Uh-oh. Yep. that I got from uh, my mock trial professor. Who is uh, he accepted a job at Corals and Brady? Okay. Um, great guy. Again, one of these people who's like super smart. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, he taught mock trial. He's a lawyer. He was doing litigation. Now I think he's working in their finance department at QB. But um, Doctor C, incredibly smart dude. Well, he graduated actually same year as Coach Tresky. Uh, oh wait. Now, if we remember, in 2009, the economy did a thing. <laughs> and as it turns out, the college, in an order to save money, cut the entire politics program. At the time, there were two two politics professors. I forget their names because wow. I didn't have them. Yeah. But the enti- they just cut the politics program at a liberal arts college. That is insane. Isn't that wild? Because yep. it used to be called political science, yep. not politics and law. So what happened is Dr. Badura was brought on as an adjunct. You know why? Because once they realized that they cut the politics program, then they looked and they're like, oh, crap. All of our ed majors have to take poll 230 or 220, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any politics professors. So, so they brought they... him in. So they brought on Dr. Badura, who is the politics program. Yeah, literally. He's the, only, he's the only professor. Yep. And he very tactfully renamed the entire program politics and law. So that it would be. Literally, when you go in the course codes, you know how it's POL? Yep. It's political science, if yep. you actually bring everything out. Yep. So he very tactfully, so as to not rub it in the noses of the administration, <laughs> renamed it. Oh, that guy's a G, man. I do, I do like Bedora. I have a course with him this fall. If you wait, what, which one are you taking? A logic and reasoning, on, online, so I don't have to be in school. Oh yeah, that's right. I can't remember what grade I got in that course. I want to say I got an A. I could really use the A. That's what I'll say. I'm a rapper. All right, but do you I'm th- not a rapper. Okay. Um, do you think? Hold on. Do you think we can wrap this up in five minutes? That puts it puts it us puts us at two hours. Probably, yeah. Ra- rapid, fi- rapid fire conclusion. You think you got it? Unless you want to take it. I mean, I like to use a lot of words. I like to be flowy. It's an issue. Yeah, I'm kind of flowy. I'm like a poet, and I didn't even know what I could make. All right, we got ten, 10 seconds. We're at 155, okay? 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right, conclusion. So okay. what have we got done today? Go. What have we got done today? Um, first, I talked about our plans for world domination because you are included. Don't you worry, and you won't get killed. Of course. You're not going to get one of the neck exploding chips. I promise. <laughs> I don't break my promises. I appreciate unless I it. Literally enforced to. Um, <laughs> you're getting not perfect. 
we've discovered that education is inherently flawed, mm -hmm. even though we did not go nearly in depth into it as we possibly could have. Yep. We literally have an entire podcast about that, but we're not going to because that would be, well, I think it'd be interesting, but be I also am not well read enough. We, we'll revisit it likely. Mm -hmm. um, then we talked about own personal experiences, different policy programs. Mm -hmm. I told a story about my childhood. You told some stories about your childhood, relatively speaking. Yep. I sometimes dominated the conversation. That's okay. Other times you dominated the conversation because you're better than me. I don't know about that Justin one. Justin hyped me up. I try to hype him up back because he's the best Division three running back. I really <laughs> should have gone D1, but whatever. I'll take it because he's here with me. Nah, that ain't um, me. Name dropped quite a few people. Yeah, we did. Because we could. It's almost like they could even... easily figure out who we are and where we're from if they just did about five minutes of research. Almost like I literally put our initials in the podcast description. <laughs> just kidding. You're uh, listed as Lord Parbs, and I'm listed as Darth Winkus. I was, I was about to say, you said my last name a couple times. I was like, they could find me very easily. They very could. Honestly, at this point, cool. I don't care. Follow me on Instagram at Justin Parbs. J-U-S-T-I-N-P-A-R-B-S. I need to sponsor me. Thank you. We can plug in our socials. I will um, I will be putting a link to this out on Twitter once I upload the whole thing. I will be adding Justin because that's how we do it. Heck because yeah, at brother. this point, we're look, we're adults. If people want to have a problem with this, they can come and talk to me. But yes, hit us up on Twitter at Justin Parbs at you, which where are you? Let me make sure I get your at correct. Mine's just at Nolan Winkler. Are you? It actually, might just be my name. Let me check. Yeah, you are at that. Nolan Winkler at Justin Parbs on uh, Twitter. On the Twitter, I tweet daily. Most of them are bangers, as if dudes just be walking around here without a plan to rule the Galactic Senate. Criminal. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And then, then we've just kind of been been ranting and raving about college and school and things. Ranting, raving, school, it... college. Been hyping up Doctor Bedore because he's a Chad. Uh, hyping up other people. We're setting Dr. up for Bird? other episodes. I think Got this was a pretty it. solid, you know, episode one. Honestly, definitely some, you know? definitely some rough around the edges. I think we'll get, you know, used to it. I think we will get better. I, I think, think at some point we'll meet up in person to do these. Of course, we're gonna get people. Maybe, maybe in, not. We're gonna get people in person. Might have to work on the audio quality, of course. Yeah, I'm uh, currently using my. Yeah, you're using like that. second generation Sony headphones that I've had <laughs> since like 2018. So it's pretty rough. I'm I apologize for that. Use also... microphone. If somebody wants to donate us a better microphone, I've been I've had this thing for five years, Blue Snowball. Yeah, I've like had these headphones for four, four, three, something like that. So, um, yeah, I think it was a good one. I think it was a good you know, one. I, I think if, it, I think it was a good one. If anybody has any suggestions, any comments, any topics you'd like to say, please tweet at one of us. Or, or if you know us more personally and email, you want to call, us say something, phone. Snapchat. I won't, Snapchat, put, I won't put that one number. out. I'm not going to put the phone number of the snap out, but if you have it, feel free to feel free to contact me. If you've made it this far, then <laughs> Man, you're you, crazy. You we'll get you like a Culver's ticket, Scoopy token. No, we won't. No, we won't. We can't afford that. <laughs> I don't have a kitchen right now, so I'll go to Culver's at some point and probably just grab I don't one. Have a kitchen. If it makes you feel better, I sleep in my living room because I don't have a bed. I actually have a futon, that but we're not going to talk about that one. Soul. That, that's a story that will not go on the internet for now. Yep, not this one for now. Anyway, 45 really? seconds. You think we, you, you, got a, you got a closer for us for 45 seconds? Uh, the closer is next time. 
we are going to talk about Setting freedom up of speech. Freedom of speech in our township in Montana. Can confirm. Maybe we'll get uh, one of our buddies on here who's going to be a part of that as well. We'll see. Because Jordan actually does like, I think he likes freedom of speech. I think he's got some good ideas. It be what it do. Anyways, if you've made it this far, God bless you. We'll be doing this again at some point. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful night. Hope we've educated you. Hope we haven't just stolen some of your time. I hope our voices have serenaded you. We'll work on it. Did you feel me deep down in your heart of hearts and feel Justin deep down in your loins if that's what you're into? <laughs> I was going to go there too. But... Buttery deliciousness voice? Mmm. Like a Popeye's biscuit with extra honey. All right. I think that's it. Two hours, 38 seconds is when I said this. That's insane. But uh, thank you for coming along. Hope you've enjoyed the ride. Please come again. I don't know if these will be like weekly or bi-weekly at this point. I think we'll try to figure it out based off schedules. We'll figure it out. Anyway, world domination coming at you. What, what was the first year of your plan? 20? 20... Eh, 20... 2030, 2040. We'll 20, get there. 20, world domination coming at you 2030, 2040. you got a 10-year period to get ready. Get your bunkers. Get in a fallout shelter. Put your Pip-Boy on. Have a Nuka-Cola. And have a great night.